All right. You love Jesus? Amen. Amen. All right. So good to be here. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Pastor Lejeune, for that uh, wonderful introduction. And uh, what an honor it is to be here. Thank you, uh, White Oak Baptist Church, for the many years uh, you've supported our family. Uh, I just want to be very honest with you. Uh, you're, one of, uh, you're, you're our number one church. You're no, our number one supporting church. And I thank you so much for that. I came here several years ago. Uh, I believe Pastor Pezlak was a pastor back then. And uh, I, I remember some of you, but some of you are, are new. And uh, the church is a lot bigger and, and a lot different. And you have, different, uh, you have nice, beautiful pews. And, and I know you've done some rebuilding here. So uh, congratulations and thank you so much for helping us, for supporting us throughout all these years. It's an honor to be here. And like Preacher said, I hope you can come back tonight. I hope you can come back Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I was uh, praying as to what to preach today. And um, when, I, when I arrived at the uh, hotel room, God confirmed that this is what, ex- what he wanted. I was, I'm going to preach today and tonight, uh, just uh, mostly towards the church. I'll mention a few things about missions but uh, I'll be speaking mostly about missions from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So please, please, I beg you, please attend the services. But yesterday when I arrived uh, at the hotel, they put me in um, room number 413. And numbers are important, amen? Uh, but uh, Philippians 413, I can do all things through Christ, amen? And so uh, that's exactly where I'll be preaching from. Um, Philippians chapter 4, if you start in verse number 4. And we'll just read a few verses all the way down to verse number 13. And uh, thank you so much to Gerber family. What an amazing, amazing uh, testimony. Thank you for that wonderful video. It really touched my heart. And uh, thank you for being faithful to Jesus and for serving the Lord there. And uh, thank you for answering the call to serve the Lord there in India. Thank you so much. What, a, what an amazing, amazing video. And I hope it touched your heart. How many of you were touched by that? God touched your heart. Amen. That is great. And uh, I was thankful when they said, um, I'll visitor stand. They had a Dunkin' Donuts gift card. I said, thank God I'm a visitor. Amen? amen. So I said, man, I, I, I was wanting one of those. So amen. God is good. So, so praise the Lord for, uh, you know, we don't have Dunkin' Donuts in Puerto Rico. So uh, when I come here, I stock up a little bit. And so, so, the, so the ministry is not as easy as you think, okay? We, we really miss Dunkin' Donuts. But uh, the Lord is good. Thank you so much. Please, please continue praying for Puerto Rico, please. Uh, we have, uh, right there in the back, we have uh, some prayer cards. If you like one, please go by, take one. And if you can please put it in a place where you pray, and you can remember to pray for us. Uh, people say that missionaries, they just need money. I promise you, we need prayer more than we need money. Now, don't take me wrong, we do need money, amen? But we need uh, prayer more than that, and I mean that. So please take it somewhere where you can pray. Um, we have so much opposition, uh, and so, do, so does the Gerber family. They have so much opposition over there in India. And, uh, but we need prayer. We need God to open doors. So please keep us in your prayer. Pray for our, my wife, Carolina. She, uh, she says, hi, she sends her love. Uh, she wanted to come, and, uh, and I've been sending her a few pictures, and she's jealous. Amen? No, just kidding. Uh, she, uh, she loves you. She loves this church. Uh, and she wanted me to uh, let you know that she loves you very much, and thank you for having a part in the ministry there in Puerto Rico. And please pray for our children, uh, Luis, uh, Carolina, Jose and Carolina. They're both students at House Anderson College. They're doing great. Our son, Luis, will be graduating uh, April uh, 29th, and will be attending his graduation. So if you can pray for him, he's 
Uh, he's planning on going and helping us there in Puerto Rico. So if uh, you can uh, pray for him. Our son Jay, he's, uh, he's in his th- junior year at the college. And our daughter, Carolina, she's a, a freshman uh, this year at House Anson College. So if you can just pray for them. And also pray that we can finish rebuilding. We're rebuilding the, uh, our church. Uh, several years ago, we had uh, two Category 5 hurricanes. And this happened, folks, this has never happened before. This is the first time in the history of the world where two Category 5 hurricanes hit one place uh, in a two-week span. Okay, this happened two weeks apart. First, we had Hurricane Irma, Category 5. It hit the island. And then when Maria came, I say this jokingly, but Maria pretty much said, uh, Irma, let me teach you how it's done. And, 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 and Irma came and she just, you know, she parked in Puerto Rico for several hours. Uh, the, and I'll speak more about it this week, but just a quick story. It started 10 o'clock uh, on, on, a, on a Wednesday night. And it lasted all the way till Thursday, till about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was, we talk about constantly pounding uh, the island. I pretty much, uh, we felt, we live, in a, we live in a cement concrete house. And uh, we, we, we felt like, you know, the house was just go flying away. That's how you feel when you have a Category 5 hurricane. As a matter of fact, a Category 3 hurricane is pretty hard. Could you imagine a Category 5? We were praying all night. Our family were just holding hands praying. And, um, and our prayer was this, Lord, have mercy. That was our prayer. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Uh, many people died. About 3,000 people died uh, throughout that time. And uh, all, everything collapsed. Everything collapsed. When I say everything, I mean everything. Um, bridges, uh, communications. I never forget, we got off the, uh, when we got up that morning, uh, we tried to make it to the police station. And we, it took us about an hour and a half to get there in our own city. And when we finally got to the police station, uh, we said, uh, my wife said, can I make a phone call? I need to call my family in Mexico to let them know we're okay. And the police officer said, we're sorry. Uh, there's no communication. Not even our governor had a way to communicate. Uh, and so uh, it was, it was every, everything was down. You couldn't, you couldn't get any water. You couldn't get any gas. Uh, uh, everything, everything just collapsed. It was, it was pretty bad. But when we, when we made it to, uh, when I, we made it back to the property, uh, one of the blessings we had is that we have a military base right across the street from, from, from our church. Uh, we have our churches here, and then we have a highway, and right next to them we have a, a military base. And uh, when we got home, uh, I saw right away, I saw the American helicopters just flying. I told my boys, the good guys are here. And I'm just thankful that uh, the Lord, um, uh, you know, sent American troops to, to our island uh, to help and uh, to help us rebuild. We're still rebuilding, so if you can uh, pray, uh, especially our church, we're almost 90% done. We've, we've got, uh, you know, major things done. We still have a lot of repairs here and there, but the Lord has been good. And I'll share more about that this week, so please, please, if you can come, uh, I would, it would mean a lot to me and and. and to Pastor Lejeune, and thank you so much for your faithfulness. Philippians chapter 4 in your Bibles. Let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we love you, and Lord, I need you, and I pray you would help me to be a blessing to this precious church. Thank you for each family represented here today. Lord, I pray that thy word would just uh, uh, bless us, would help us, would, would, would teach us, that we can all grow, we can all love you more. We can all have a heart for our families, for missions, for the world. 
But especially, Lord, that we would love you more. Thank you for your many, many blessings. Thank you for this great church. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I forgot to mention to you that if you say amen, I'll, I'll preach a lot faster. And I'll be, we'll be done fast. Now, if you don't say amen, I just keep going and going and going. Like the, uh, energy, uh, was it the uh, Energizer Bunny? You know, just keep going and going. I'll, I'll do that. But, uh, but I say amen and we'll be done quickly here. Uh, Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse number 4. The Bible says, Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. If you come down a little bit, go down to verse 11. The Bible says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. It says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Now, before I start, let me um, remind you that I, most of my preaching is done in Spanish. So I, if I mess up a few English words, please forgive me. And uh, especially you English teachers out there, if I mess something up, just please uh, have mercy on me. But most of my preaching is done in Spanish, so I'm just trying to... And if I start speaking in tongues, it's not in tongues, I'm actually preaching in Spanish, okay? Uh, so... But if y'all can pray, I'd appreciate it. Notice that it says in verse 4, and all those verses we just read, um, it talks about, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. One of the greatest things about this epistle was when Paul wrote to the Philippians, this epistle was written while he was in a Roman prison. You know, he was not in a nice, comfortable uh, hotel. He was not in a mansion somewhere. He was right there in prison. And in prison, he can write, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he can also write, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. He also wrote, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You know, when we think about this, you know, uh, there's, a, there's an acronym we use for the word joy. And it starts with Jesus. Amen? Jesus. Then it's others... And then yourself. Amen. And what a great way to live. Live for Jesus. Amen. Put Jesus first in your life. And then, of course, live for others. This world needs Christians that will just live for others. You know, we're living in a world where it's all about ourselves. We're living in a world where it's all about me. And let me remind you, hey, this world is greater than you and me. It's about Jesus, yes. But we also need to learn to live for others. There are people around us that need help. Uh, I was just broken hearted when I heard about that orphanage. You know, we're trying to get one started in Puerto Rico also. So if y'all can help us. And we, we've, we tried several years ago, and we got a lot of paperwork to try to get it started. And uh, they just give you a mountain of, of, of paperwork that you need to turn in, and they just complicate things for you. And uh, you, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, we've been like three years just getting stuff and getting stuff, and it's still just complicated. But when I heard that, you know, isn't it amazing to live for others? Uh, to, to live for those children, to help those children that uh, don't, uh, don't live with their mom or, or don't have a dad. We have several in our church that we're working with them, and, and it's amazing how God is using them. But what a beautiful way to live for others. Amen? You know, happiness depends on circumstances. A lot of people are happy because they have the right circumstances in their lives. But not joy. Joy depends upon 
your relationship with God. You know, joy is fruit of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? Joy is fruit of the Holy Spirit. And uh, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Amen? And God is a God of order. He tells us about the fruit of the Spirit. The first one he mentioned is love. Amen? You know, love. <laughs> you know, you have uh, charity, you have, fa- you, have, you have faith, and you have, uh, you know, out of all these uh, uh, three in, ch- in chapter 13, it says that, you know, uh, love is, is, is the greatest, charity is the greatest. So God is a God of order. He puts love first, but then he says love, joy. Amen? Then he says peace, long-suffering, you see? But joy, it's so important that as Christians we have joy. You know, uh, what are those things that bring us joy? Look in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. What are those things that bring us joy? Look at Luke chapter 10. Look at verse number 20. Luke chapter 10, verse 20. And when you find it, if you can say amen. amen. I love to hear the pages of the Bible. Luke chapter 10 and look at verse number 20. The Bible says, Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen? Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I'm so glad I'm saved. Amen? Amen. I never forget. I went to First Baptist Church of Hammond as a bus kid. Um, I never forget a bus worker, Daryl Moore. I'm sure, I'm sure if you've heard of, heard of him. He knocked on our door, invited us to church. And, uh, and you know what? They told us it was Go Fish Sunday. And I was excited. You know, I was getting my very own live goldfish. And so I rode the bus, and I never forget my bus captain, he swallowed a goldfish. And I was so excited, I never seen somebody swallow goldfish. You know, but I went to church that day, and, uh, and uh, then they, I got my goldfish. And uh, what they didn't tell me was that 30 minutes later, it was going to be a dead goldfish, you know. <laughs> you know how bus workers are, they lie to you sometimes, but... Uh, but uh, I never forget, even though I went for the goldfish, I have to be honest. Hey, when I went to First Baptist Church, that was the very first time uh, we felt loved. Uh, in our home, it was always a war zone. My, my dad was an alcoholic, and um, they weren't saved. They were constantly fighting and, and arguing. They, were, they, they would fight, and when I say fight, I mean fight, fist fights and... and um, and my mom, she, she tried to keep the marriage together, but my father, he was, he was drinking just about two six-packs of beer every single day, and he would just mistreat my mom. And I have some horrible stories, uh, images in my mind of things that I saw at home, and I've asked God to just remove them from my mind, but I can't. But um, it was very vicious, some of the things that I saw as a little child. But when we went to First Baptist Church of Hammond, just like when I came here today, I felt God's love. I felt love in this church, and I felt love at First Baptist. And I believe one of the reasons I went to Puerto Rico, I believe one of the reasons I went back to Puerto Rico is because I wanted the people of Puerto Rico to have a church like this one. I wanted the people of Puerto Rico to have a church like the First Baptist Church of Hammond, where people can come and just feel loved and, and, and hear the Word of God. And the Bible tells us, hey, uh, you know, uh, rejoice, rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. And I'm so glad... Uh, you know, that, that uh, I've been saved. I'm so glad that somebody told me about Jesus. I'm so glad somebody brought me to church and show, oh, somebody opened the Bible and told me how I could be saved. What a, what a precious day. It was December 23rd, 1984. 
December 23rd, 1984. And two weeks after that, I'll never forget, our family just moved to Puerto Rico. My mom took us to Puerto Rico. And it was all part of God's plan. Because that's how God put a burden in my heart for Puerto Rico. We would come back and forth to Chicago, to Puerto Rico. We would come back to First Baptist Church. We would leave, go back to Puerto Rico. You know, it was a, you know, I grew up in a very unstable family, home environment. But by God's grace, God has been so good. Amen? God is good. But rejoice, rejoice because you've been saved. How many of you have been saved? How many of you have been saved? Amen. Amen. Think about that. You ought, listen, you ought to visit your salvation regularly. You ought to visit it regularly. Think about it. Talk about it. Uh, uh, be, rejoice because you've been saved. Rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Amen. Now, this world cannot compare to heaven. You know, a lot of us, we, 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 we see this world and uh, uh, this is a very materialistic world. Uh, we have a lot of possessions. We have big homes and, and we have big cars and, and we're so blessed and prosperous. But hey, hey, let me remind you, hey, this is not what it's all about. It's all about heaven. Amen? And uh, there are people all over the world. I, when Brother Gerber mentioned that about the people that have not heard Jesus Christ in India. Wow, that just breaks my heart. And, uh, and there are people like that. When you and I, we hear about Jesus every day. You know, sad to say, in America, they even cuss at Jesus. You know, but we hear about Jesus every day. We're so blessed. But hey, um, uh, let, let, let's share the good news. Let's, uh, let's pray so that the whole world can hear about Jesus. Also, look at Psalm 119, verse uh, 162. If you grab your Bibles and you open it down the middle, it should land in the book of Psalms. And uh, if you go to Psalm 119... That is the largest psalm, the largest chapter in the Bible. Psalm 119, and look at verse number 47. Psalm 119 and verse 47. The Bible says, And I will delight myself in thy commandments, the Bible says, which I have loved. You know, rejoice, rejoice in the word of God. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 4, I'll read it to you. It says, Delight thyself in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Uh, Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, rejoice that God will give you the right desires, the desires of your heart. There's, I, I, um, I, you know, in our school, I teach Bible class, and I, and I teach our young people there, and I tell them, Hey, young people, there are three things you should always do with the Bible. The first thing you should do with the Bible is read it. That's the first thing. You should read it. Somebody asked our pastor, Brother Howes, one time, said, Dr. Howes, what is the best way to understand the Bible? What is the best way to understand the Bible? And he answered and said, the best way to understand the Bible is to read the Bible. You know, isn't that amazing? Isn't that a deep quote? <laughs> you, know, you know, the best way to understand the Bible is to read the Bible. And the biggest reason why we don't understand the Bible, we're not reading it. You know, read the Bible, read the Bible. Then I tell the kids, the second thing you should do with the Bible is believe it. Don't just read it, but believe it. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe the Bible. You know, when, when the Bible says that Jonah was swallowed by a great big fish, hey, I believe it. I believe it. if the Bible would have said that, that uh, you know, uh, uh, Jonah swallowed the big fish, I'd believe it also. Amen? Uh, I believe what the Bible says. I believe what the Bible says. Amen? Believe it. Believe what the Bible says. I believe the story of Elijah. When fire came down from heaven. I believe that story. I believe the story when Moses parted the Red Sea. 
I believe it. I believe it by faith. I believe the, the story of the fiery furnace. Amen. Those three Hebrew children in there. And then Jesus was there with them. I believe that story. Amen. I believe the story of Daniel in the lion's den. When God shut their mouths up. I believe that story. I believe the story of Noah and the ark. If the Bible says it, hey, I believe it. Amen. And, and, and rejoice in the word of God. Rejoice in the Bible. And the third thing we do with the Bible is we obey it. And that's where the Great Commission comes in. We obey it. Do you know what the hardest verse, one of the hardest verses, if not the hardest verse to obey in the Bible? Uh, the first word is go. Go. And it's so hard to obey that. God says go. And one of the reasons we don't go is because we're not willing to let go of our comfort zone. You know, we've all developed a comfort zone. We, listen, let me say this. You're so blessed in America. But until you go either, or make a visit to a, one of those countries, you know, you're not going to see the world as God sees it. You know, God loves the world. For God so loved the world. You know, He loves the world. God's not willing that any should perish, but that all men should come unto repentance. God wants people to be saved. But see, we, we need to be willing to go. We're willing to go. I went to Puerto Rico uh, because I was, uh, I, was in a, I was in house dancing college, and I wasn't sure where to go. I, I knew God wanted me to serve him, and I had a heart for Puerto Rico, but I wasn't sure. Till one day, one day, uh, it was the, uh, I, when I went to college, I'll be honest with you, I went to Bible college, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I said, I'm going to go to college, Lord, because it's the right thing to do. I'm not going to college because I have a calling or because of this or that. No, I'm going there because it's the right thing to do. So my bus captain, Brother Mike Dingus, he told me, hey, um, why don't you go to House Anson College? So I said, okay, let's go. So I went to college, and uh, I said, Lord, I'm going to give you one year. One year. If in one year nothing happens, then, Lord, uh, you know, I'll go study something else. So I'll, I'll go to the Navy. I'll go to the military. I'll go, I'll go play basketball. I wanted to play in the NBA. You know, um, you know I'll go play basketball. I'll do something. You know. Or I also wanted to be a pilot, so I'll go fly airplanes. You know. But I said, God, I'm going to give you one year. If you're going to do something, you've got one year to do it. Well, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. But I went one year to House Edison College, and nothing happened. Can you believe that? Now, yes, I heard good preaching. Yes, I was working in a bus route. I was serving the Lord. But as far as me feeling a call of God, I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't feel anything. But then the second year came, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to just stay at House Edison College because it's the right thing for me to do. And sometimes you just need to do the right thing. So I decided I'm going to stay because it's the right thing for me to do. And guess what happened? For some reason, that day um, in chapel, I was in the front row. I never sat in the front row preacher. I was always in the balcony. Always. And uh, for that day, because of church ed or something, I was in the front row. And uh, that day, I don't know what happened to Brother House, but somebody made him mad or something. I don't know. But he walked in the chapel. There was no singing, no announcements, no specials, nothing. He just walked up. And he said, open your Bibles to Ezekiel 37. And he, we opened our Bibles there. He started preaching on the valley of the dry bones. And he started preaching and preaching and preaching. And in that message, he said something like this. He said, some of you need to go back to the country where you came from and serve the Lord there. And start a church there and win people to Christ there. And uh, get people saved in that country where you came from. And right there, God put in my heart. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. 
And, um, and so that day, I, I just, as fast as I could, I said, I've got to finish college. I've got to hurry up because I need to get to Puerto Rico. You see? And by God's grace, we've been there, like preacher said, 24 years there. We've seen God do so many things, and I'll share more this week uh, with you. But listen carefully. Uh, we have to obey the Word of God. We have to be willing to go. You know, uh, uh, you can see those videos, but it's not the same if you go there. It's not the same. Those videos, they touch your heart and they give you a burden and, and, they, and they, they, they make us weep and everything. But it's not the same until you go somewhere. You know, I can talk to you about Puerto Rico, but if you don't go there, it's not going to be the same. You see? And we're so blessed here in America. You're so blessed. And God has been good to you. And yes, you, this is where God has you. Praise the Lord. But don't forget about your Jerusalem. Don't forget about your Judea and your Samaria. And of course, don't forget about the uttermost parts of the world. Don't forget. You know, uh, take time for the Bible. I read the Bible for several reasons. Number one, I want to know God. I want to know God, Philippians 3.10, that I may know Him. We read the Bible so we can know God. I want to read the Bible because I want to read what He says. This book, like Preacher said, it uh, it's, talks about everything. It even talks about romance, Amen. But this book is a love letter from God. It's a love letter. I never forget when I started dating my wife at college. I never forget the first note she wrote me. It was just a thank you note. But I took it with me to work. I put it in my pocket here. And I promise you, I read that thing over a over hundred times. You know. I'm trying to read in, in between the lines. You know, what's she trying to say? You know. You know, I, I would find a little flower. She loves me. She loves me. No, no, you know, you know. And, and, you know, and that was just our first date. <laughs> but I was just trying to read between the lines. I read it over a hundred times. I never forget, I used to work in Chicago downtown Marriott. And then during break time, I would just go for like 15 minutes and I would grab that note again and just read it for 15 minutes. Read it over and over again, over and over again, you know. I was trying to smell it. She didn't put no perfume. I was just trying to, I wonder if she's got some perfume in this or something, you know. No, just, but I read that because it was a note from somebody who I loved. Are you listening? That's why we all read the Bible. Because it's a note from somebody who we love. It's a letter from someone that we love. We read it because, uh, I, I read it because I want to obey him. John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, keep my commandments. We read the Bible because, I read it because I want to communicate with God, Jeremiah 33.3. By the way, listen, I know some of you have, uh, you're, you're pretty good with technology. If you didn't know this, if you're taking notes, uh, you know that God has a phone number? You can call him. You can write it down too. I'll give it to you. It's Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You can call him to God. You can talk to him today. You know, and by the way, you can talk to him every day. Not just when you're in trouble. You can talk to him every day. You know, the other day I was calling, um, I was calling American Airlines making um, changes. And uh, you, you dial there and they'll say, for reservations, press 1. And they'll say, uh, for changes, your reservation, press 2. And they'll say, for, uh, for this, press 3. And for that, press 4. And for this, press 5. You know, I thank God that when you call God, 
you know, it's not for, for the archangel, press one, you know, for the seraphim, press two. You know, uh, you know, I'm thankful that when you call God, you can talk directly to God. I'm thankful that you have direct access to God. Amen? You know, let me, let me say this kindly and humbly. When was the last time you spoke to God? When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you wept before God? When was the last time the Lord heard your voice? When was the last time? He says, call unto me, and I will answer thee. Another reason why we rejoice and we read the Bible is because we want to grow. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Hey, you, you've got to have a desire to grow in the Lord. Hey, uh, uh, every year examine yourself. Hey, we want to grow. I want to do more for the Lord. I want to be closer to God. I want to grow in grace. I want to grow in love. I want to increase in faith. Amen? I want to do more for the Lord. Hey, we want to grow in the Lord. Uh, I want to be blessed. Joshua 1.8. I want to be blessed. And many of you, you're here, you're blessed. Amen? God has been good to you. You've been blessed by the Lord. I want to see the way. Sometimes in life, you're not going to see the way. But if you read your Bible and you trust the Lord, God will show you the way. Amen? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, God's word. God's word. I want my prayers answered. John 15, verse 7. I want to make the right decisions in life. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. See? I want God to build my house, our family, our marriage. Uh, Matthew seven twenty four, Psalm 127, verse 1. You see? Rejoice in the word of God. This book will bring joy to your life. It will bring a greater joy than money. It will bring a greater joy than a nice car. You know, a lot of young men in our Puerto Rico, they're very materialistic. They want nice cars. And I said, son, you know, uh, you know, a car is to take you from point A to point B. Somebody say amen. amen. That's what a car is for. You know, of course, I don't mind you going in style. But, hey, uh, you know, sometimes when you, go, when, you, when you buy a new car and, you know, you see that big, thick uh, book of payments, you know, the first two are okay. But after two months, you know, you, you, it's sort of like you no longer like that car very much. Amen? <laughs> you know. But yet you got 60 more months to go and you're in trouble, amen? But anyway, uh, you know, rejoice in the Lord. Are you with me? Rejoice in the Lord. Uh, look in your Bibles here in Psalm 100, verse number 2. The Word of God brings joy. Psalm 100, verse 2. The Bible says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. You know, it ought to bring joy to your life to serve the Lord. Hey, let me say this to you. When you serve the Lord, don't forget you're serving the Lord. Amen? Uh, sometimes people, they serve men, and when things happen, they get discouraged. They, they get away. Hey, don't do that. You're serving the Lord. You're doing what you're doing unto the Lord. Amen? Uh, man will fail you. Man will criticize you. Man, man will sometimes even make fun of you. But hey, you're doing it unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness every day. Say, hey, it's a joy to serve the Lord. It's a joy to come to church. It's a joy to read my Bible. It's a, it's a joy to tell others about Jesus. It's a joy to give to missions. Hey, it's a joy to be a part of the kingdom of God and to serve the King of kings. It's a joy. It's a joy. And last, very important, look in James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Here's a hard one, but it's in the Bible. James chapter 1, towards the end of your Bible. And look at verse number 2. I 
Are you with me? James chapter 1 verse 2. The Bible says, my brethren, count it all joy. All joy. You know, in Spanish it says sumo gozo. <laughs> Alright? All, you know, all joy when ye fall into divers temptations. Divers temptations, that were temptations like trials, testings in your life. But divers, it's the word diversity. You know, sometimes those trials come in different, different angles. You know, um, it could be health issues. It could be problems with your children. It could be uh, battles at work. It could be, um, you know, family problems or even marriage problems. But many, many trials come your way. The Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Look what it says next. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. It says the trying of your faith. I don't know if you like sports at all, but you know that, you know that one plus one is two, right? You know that two plus two is four, right? You know that four times two is eight, right? You know that the Pope's Catholic, right? You know that? Are you with me? And you know that the Cubs are going to finish in last place? You know, it happens, amen? Your Yankees are going to World Series. No? Yes? One amen. Okay, okay. You know, hey, I'm going to preach the truth whether you like it or not, okay? Ah, just kidding. <laughs> but listen, listen. Your faith will be tested. Just like one plus one is two. Your faith will be tested. It's going to happen. And there are many areas that God's going to test. He will test your faith. He will also test your love. And he will also test your obedience. You will be tested. But the Bible says that the trying of your faith worketh patience. You know, we don't like patience. As a matter of fact, not very many of us pray for patience. Patience is, uh, is through the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? Are you with me? But we don't pray for that. As a matter of fact, many of us, we're impatient. Can, can, can we be honest? How many of you are impatient? Yeah, we're like that. We're like that. We're, we, we want things right away. You know, we've got to have it right now. You know, we don't want to wait on the Lord. You know, we don't want things in God's time. But let me remind you, in God's time, things are better than in your time. You know, God's time is the perfect time. Hey, when you pray, when you pray, hey, there's, there's several answers God gives you. God can say yes, God can say no, and God can say wait. We don't like the waiting part. <laughs> we want the yes. We don't like when God says no. But hey, let me remind you, hey, uh, the testing of your faith, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Verse 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work. That ye may be perfect, complete, and entire, the Bible says. It says, wanting, it says, nothing. Wanting nothing. I got a phone call from a blessed man recently. He was very blessed. And uh, he called me on the phone. He said, uh, he said uh, Pastor Martinez, um, is there something that you want? Is there something that you want? And, uh, and I just said, so you mean something I want or something the church needs? No, no, you personally, is there something you want? And I started thinking and thinking and thinking. And I said, I want some Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Just kidding, just kidding. You know? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I was just thinking and thinking, and I, and I couldn't think of anything. And so I said, can I call you back? I said, he, said, he said, sure. So I talked to my wife and said, honey, is there something that we want? You know, is there something that we want? And uh, there, verse 4, it says, wanting nothing. I said, I said, sweetheart, is there something we want? 30 minutes later, we couldn't think of anything. Because when you're in Christ, you're blessed. Are you listening? 
We're so blessed. How many of you are more than blessed? We're more than blessed. How many of you are blessed, you know, beyond measure? Amen? Amen? And so I told, I told, uh, I told my wife, honey, I can't think of anything. So 30 minutes later, I called the, I called the man, and I said, sir, um, you know, I cannot think of anything that, that we want, so I'm sorry. He said, but, I said, but my wife and I, we, we want to go to Israel. We're planning on that someday. Uh, we can't go because of COVID and things like that, but we're planning on someday wanting to go to Israel. And so he sent us a gift just to put it away so that, you know, an offering so someday, you know, we can raise enough and go to Israel. But, but the truth is, when you're in Christ, all you want is Christ. Amen? We want the Lord. We want his blessings. Keep reading. It also says in verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. You know, God is a God. He gives an abundance. Are you listening? You know, God is a, God is a giver. Are you listening? For God so loved the world. John 3.16. Are you with me? God is a lover. That, but it says that He gave. He's also a giver. You know, He's a lover, yes, but He's also a giver. And then it says that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He's also a Savior. You know, Jesus, you know what the name means? It means Savior. He is the Savior. Amen. Glory to God. It says, uh, that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, this says, and it shall be given him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith. You know, God wants you to ask in faith, but the problem is sometimes God tests your faith. And he tries our faith. And sometimes we just fail to keep going. I'll say more about this tonight, but sometimes we just fail to keep going. We fail to keep going. And, you know, sometimes, hey, I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, we quit. And the blessings of God was just two steps ahead. How many of you can testify that's happened to us, right? It's happened. You know, we give up, and God's blessings were just a few steps away. They were there, but we missed out. You see, let's keep going, folks. I'll say more. Let him ask of faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven uh, with the wind. And toss, okay? Uh, I'll say more tonight. I ran out of time, but uh, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for listening. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for being good to us. And Lord, I pray you'd help us all to have joy, to have the joy of the Lord in our hearts. Help us all to love you. Help us to all be obedient to you, Lord. Help us, Lord, when you test our faith, help us to keep going. Help us, Lord, to uh, live for others. Lord, and help us to do, do more for the cause of Christ. We love you, Lord. Uh, be with Pastor as he conducts the invitation. And Lord, we'll give you the praise, the honor, the glory for what you do. For Jesus' sake.